Welcome to the Kentuckiana Knockout Hour. I'm Kelly Patrick in studio with Todd Neal this morning. Coming to you for another version of the Sunday 9 till 10 All Fight Talk Hour. And that's what we're here for. Brought to you by Turf Turf Wars. Uh, Turf Wars had their, another great event last night at, at Turfway Park in Florence, Kentucky. Um, full slate of action. They are allowing us to be on the air every Sunday from 9 till 10. Turf Wars' most recent event, obviously, was yesterday. The next event will be March 15th at Turfway Park, which is 7500 Turfway Road in Florence, Kentucky. Turf Wars will be coming to the Louisville area soon. We look forward to that. I want to encourage our listeners, if you have any questions or comments for us, for either Todd or myself this morning, give us a call. On the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Shortly after the first of the hour, um, this morning, we're going to have our man Carlo Kellum call in with a recap of last night's action. Uh, about 9.30, we're going to have Rod Housley of Turf Wars calling in. Talk to us about the action last night. Uh, supposedly a very packed house. Um, talk to him about what he has coming up on the horizon. Not only the, the March 15th. Um, action at, at Turfway Park, but also um, the prospects of them coming to Louisville soon. At, at, uh, later in the hour, also we'll have Dante Wade calling in. Dante is one of the more feared fighters that there is out there. He's you know a light heavyweight, uh, weighing in at, in the light heavyweight division, um, 35-year-old fighter. Um, I've seen him fight a couple times here in the... Um, Bluegrass brawl in Lexington, Kentucky. Very feared guy. Everybody seems to have his name on the on the tip of their tongue when it co- comes to saying, you know, well, I'd fight anybody. I don't get into this for for fighting somebody if I if I won't take on a fight with with anyone. Uh, hell, I'd fight Dante Wade. So we look forward to speaking with Dante Wade. Todd, what do you think of that? That seems to be the guy, the t- the token guy that people say, hell, man, I'm a fighter. I'd fight anybody. Hell, I'd get in the ring with Dante Wade. Well, I think a lot of them have said, uh, if the money's right. If the money's right, okay. uh, It's always that little disclaimer. And last night we saw uh, Sean Asher, who's uh, built quite an impressive record. And uh, I think Carlo actually called him out on the Bluegrass MMA show on Tuesday night and said uh, he needed to step it up and maybe fight Dante Wade. He uh, brought that up. And... uh, Asher didn't know it. I, last night I said, hey, I heard uh, you got called out. I said, I didn't hear it, but he said, by who? So I said, that guy's sitting right there. <laughs> and, of course, he gave uh, Carlo a big scowl, and, you know, <laughs> it went on. But uh, last night, actually, Sean Asher announced his retirement. And uh, you can look him up on MixedMartialArts.com. He uh, he's uh, had a quite impressive, uh, impressive career. Sean Asher winning by way of decision. Um, over Jordan Mitchell last night in one of the four professional bouts. Uh, another of the, the four, we saw um, Dominic Steele win via strikes in the second round over Keith Cunningham. And that was, uh, Cunningham is a tough guy. He really is. He was a 6-4 and four coming into it. Dominic Steele, he has had, um, let, let's just put this way, this way, life has dealt him a bad hand last couple of years. Uh, two years ago, he was on his way to fight in Ashland, Kentucky, 
he was with Chris Slaughterhouse Smith. Um, uh, stupid driver hit them head on. Oh my goodness! Killed Chris Smith instantly, and Chris was a very promising, promising Kentucky super heavyweight. He was such a nice guy. You look at him; he's imposing, six foot four, probably two sixty, solid muscle. And he was an excellent player, but he was a gentle giant. And um, Dom was with him in that car. Wow. And Dom was Dom was injured then. And then um, about six months ago, Dom's brother was out uh, jogging and uh, passed away unexpectedly while jogging. Just uh, I'm not sure what the circumstances were. But Dom has been dealt a pretty bad hand, and uh, he's trying to actually make his comeback. So, and, so he showed a lot of... I mean, if you see one of his sponsors, Bangtown Fightwear, was out back actually back there, talk was uh, trying to talk to him, and he had his game face on, and Dom would not even acknowledge him. He was so focused. He was self by, by to himself, just very very focused the whole time. And uh, Dom's a Dom's a pretty impressive fighter, and like I say, he fought a very game Keith Cunningham who uh, is no slouch by any measure. He's a real tough kid, real tough kid. Another fight on the professional side of things last night was was Chris Dunn won in the, the first via strikes over Ryan McIntosh. Ryan McIntosh is just, he's a fighter with over like 35 fights. He is one, t- and the crowd was in McIntosh's favor. He must have sold quite a few tickets because the crowd was really behind McIntosh. Good kid, just really tough. And Chris Dunn is actually, he had been kind of up and down, up and down. And uh, I thought I think we saw a new Chris Dunn last night. He um, he looked very focused, and uh, actually you could tell he was very focused to fight, and especially over McIntosh, who's tough. And Dunn just literally laid it on him. He was, uh, it was a great fight. Great. Uh, the last of the four professional fights last night uh, on the card was uh, you had Eric Moel. Right. Eric, Austin Apollos. Yeah. Eric Eric Mill is um, he's a flyweight and uh, he has uh, he's a fault actually for the XFC a couple of times. And uh, he was kind of some people were written Eric Mill off and Eric Mill last two fights has really shown a lot of improvement. And uh, I think you're going to see a big 2014 for Eric Mill. In fact, uh, he may come to Louisville when they schedule that, if they do. Um, but Eric, and he's a great kid. And um, I, I expect big things out of Eric Mill. Now, on the, the, the amateur side of things, there were some uh, big fights last night also, uh, Todd. We had um, Chris Teague won. Via strikes over Mason Andrews. Nick Cox won via strikes over Zach White. Um, Chris Nelson won uh, in just 24 seconds via guillotine uh, guillotine over uh, Aaron Garcia. Yes, that was a really, really, Aaron Garcia is a, a game fighter also. And that was impressive win. 24 seconds, it was like, uh, in fact, Carlo, who's, who's he? He kind of said, uh, what happened? It, it, I mean, it really went that fast. Um, a lot of the guys you get are 
their speed is impressive. And it can happen that fast. You know, you're not looking or or you blink your eye and something goes that fast. We saw that last week where um, uh, Carlo probably remember my memory shot, but the guy converted, he was ground and pound and converted to an arm bar in just a blink of an eye. So, and uh, I think on the Oxmore Lincoln Mercury buzz line. buzz line, we've got Carlo who went to last night's show. Carlo? Top of the morning, guys. Good morning, Carlo. Glad you could join us. Kelly, I'm so sorry I couldn't be there with you today, man. It's all right. You're doing a wonderful a wonderful job, as always. I appreciate it. I know you were able to be there for the action last night. Um, I was talking to Todd, Todd a little bit about what stood out to him. Why don't you tell our listeners what really stood out to you about the fights last night? The fight of the night was definitely Keith uh, Conigan and Dominique Steele. Dominique Steele is like a, a, a Mike Tyson in mixed martial arts, man. That was definitely the fight of the night. It was more of a boxing match than anything. These two guys just stood up and, and boxed for three rounds. Uh, I think Dominique ended up getting the submission via ground and pound in the third round. Is that right, Todd? Uh, I think it was the second. I'm not sure. Is that right? Second yeah, round? Listed okay. his second round strikes. Yep. Yeah, I was telling Kelly how focused he was. Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a fight right there, man. I mean, these guys literally just they boxed for two rounds. You know, that was a, of course they caught caught my attention. Actually, Dominique Steele's trainer, he uh, I had some good conversation with him before the fight. We were talking about some uh, super middleweights and middleweight boxing, man. These guys really really know their stuff when it comes to boxing. But that that was a great fight. And then of course my man Sean Asher and Jordan Mitchell. Uh, I think I think I predicted Sean Asher would win in the first round. It actually went the distance. It was a tough fight for Sean Asher. Then at the end of that fight, Sean Asher shockingly announced his retirement from the uh, fight game. So there goes my Sean Asher and Dante Wade dream match. What do you think about Dante Wade and Jordan Mitchell? Jordan Mitchell was game. It just seemed like Asher was so smothering last night. What do you think about that match? Yeah, yeah, you're right, Sean Asher. That's that's what he does, man. He just brushes you. There's not too much you can do about it if you're not a wrestler, but. I would like to see Jordan Mitchell and Dante Wade. I think that would be a good test for Dante Wade, uh, who is going to be on the show today, uh, uh, 30 minutes after the hour. I confirmed that last night, Kelly. But I think that would be a good matchup for Dante, a good test for him. Uh, you know, I think Dante's with two or three and no, and he really hasn't fought anybody, uh, that we know of that, that's really testing him. But Jordan Mitchell would definitely be a great test for him. And, Kelly, I'm starting to question your, your dedication to this whole fight game, man. You didn't show up last night. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Are you, dedica- are, you, are you dedicated to this, man? Uh, apparently not. I don't know. I had something come <laughs> up last minute. I'm sorry. I, you know, sounds like I missed a hell of a show last night. Todd, uh, it was a great venue. Ryan and Gaston on a heck of a show. I had a great time. Todd said there was a, a, a packed house. It was sold out. You know, I, I wish I was judging, but I was kind of glad I wasn't because I actually got to sit down and enjoy it and didn't have to stress about anything. He was also uh, enjoying the company he had at his table. He uh, enjoyed that. What's that? What's that, Carlo? <laughs> oh, yeah. I always had a great conversation with uh, people who sit with me. <laughs> okay. Well, sounds like there's more to it, but okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I was just some good people sitting there. I'm just playing. All right. Great. And, and, Todd almost got me beat up, man. We saw Sean Asher before the fight. He's like, he called you out. <laughs> and, you know, Sean was uh, he looked at me like, what? What do you say? What do you say? But I actually talked to Sean after the fight, man. Uh, you know, told him congratulations and told him I did tell him he ruined my dream fight, but I, I congratulated him, man. He, 
he he put he put on a heck of a show last night. He he had a tough fight, but he uh he, he won it. I wish you were there, Kelly. You really missed some good stuff, man. You really did. Yeah, I wish I was there also. It sounds like Sean Asher is retiring. Sounds like he's got some good stuff going on with his his day job, and that he, now he wants to get into to being a ref. Yeah, I think he's gonna be more of a in the in the training role now. You know, working with guys in his camp, getting them prepared for their fights. Uh, like I said, sad to see him go, but you know, I was wanting to see a couple more fights out of him. But he he had a good run, man, uh, and he he went out on top last night. So you gotta give him all props for that. Carlo, on the professional side, professional boxing side, I, I did get to see uh, Lucian Butte get beat by Jean Pascal last night. Uh, Pascal looked great. He was dominant in a unanimous decision victory on HBO. It was good action last night. I did get to see that. I'm going to watch it this morning, but I was talking about that last night before the fight with Dominique Steele's uh, trainer. I kind of called it, man. I said, Lucian, he didn't look too good in his last few fights, especially when he got knocked out by Carl Frock. He's kind of been uh, on the on the downside of the boxing game here lately, man. He's been exposed. But this is definitely a big win for Pascal. And I think what's next on the agenda for him has to be Adonis Stevenson. Yeah, Adonis Stevenson has to be uh, on the, the, the short list of any light heavyweight, especially when you're an HBO guy and, and you, you're fighting Quebec like that. I mean, that seems to be in line. Uh, Sergey Kovalov, I mean, that's turning into a really star-studded light heavyweight division in the world of professional boxing. Carlo, I hope you stay on the line with us. We're going to head to a break here, and we'll be back with more of the Kentuckiana Knockout Hour. Welcome back to the Kentuckiana Knockout Hour. I'm Kelly Patrick, along with Todd Neal, coming at you this morning for another version of the Knockout Hour. Every Sunday from 9 till 10, right here on 1450 WXVW in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we are brought to you by Turf Wars. Turf Wars had a, a great event last night. They're at 7500 Turfway Road in Florence, Kentucky. Their next event will be March 15th, also at Turfway Park. In Florence, uh, they look forward to having a, uh, a event sometime in the year 2014 here in the Louisville area. In order to stay up to speed on all the, the Turfway events and the Turf Wars events, be sure to stay tuned to the Knockout Hour every Sunday from 9 till 10. And go to BluegrassMMA.com, where Gary Thomas, uh, I mean, he religiously will keep you up to speed on all things uh, Turf Wars and, and uh, bring that to you. We're joined on the line by Carlo Kellum, who was at the events last night at Turfway Park. Carlo, I know there was great action last night. It was a packed house, always a neat venue there at Turfway Park. Tell us about uh, your conversations with, I know Chris Curtis was very involved in the fights. He, he was there with you. Tell us about Chris Curtis. Yeah, Chris Curtis was uh, Dominic Steele's trainer, but... I, I looked up with him right before the fight when we were talking about the Pascal Butte fight, and this guy knew just—he knew more about boxing than me. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he—he he was no—he knew—he knew all the super middleweights, all the middleweights. 
You know, he knew names that most common people don't know. Uh, but he's definitely a guy who knows the boxer game inside and out. Uh, I, I look forward to having him on the show soon. He actually knew Lamont Peterson was fighting next Saturday, which was shocking. <laughs> that is impressive. He, he, so he knows he knows about those small fights. Uh, we even talked about the fight that came on Showtime on Friday night. I think I had texted you, Kelly, saying uh, yeah, uh, tune in to some to some Friday night boxing that came on. But he he was even in tune to those fights, man. This guy is he, he knows his A's and A's and C's when it comes to the boxing game. But I would definitely have him on the show very soon. Uh, maybe next Sunday, man. Uh, he, he wants to break down a Lamont Peterson fight. I may try to get him. Uh, try to get him in. Maybe we can. Uh, he's actually. Uh, I think uh, he's wanting to make his pro boxing debut in the 2000. Yeah, he did mention that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he we can make can it here in Louisville. Right. Right. Yeah. For for the big turf wars fight that's coming here, uh, I, mean, I don't want to give away all the news right now, but. Uh, I think soon we can, we can make a big announcement on them coming here to Louisville for a big fight. And also, I'm in the lead right now, Kelly, on Gary Thomas. Two weeks in a row. This is like my fantasy football league streak. Two to one. Gary Thomas, I'm beating you right now, man. I got the edge on you for the most fights attendance of the year. Gary was in attendance Hello? last night, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Gary and Juan were there, man. Uh, great guys. They introduced me to some... Uh, some some, uh, some great people in the game. Bangtown fight, where I'm going to give a shout-out to them. They had some cool T-shirts we got to get a hold of, Kelly. Yeah, in fact, Carlo, uh, last night was also covered by West Virginia Sports uh, Fight Sports Radio, James Mon, who uh, actually uh, tweeted and covered it on Facebook. And James uh, covers all sports, all combat sports West Virginia. And uh, he let me in on some things that are going on in West Virginia. They said their commission might be going under the uh, lottery, the gaming commission. Might be some changes in West Virginia. Hey, they better not drink that water. <laughs> That's for sure. Don't drink the water. <laughs> yeah, but I drink, don't drink that West Virginia water. But I, I, I'm, I'm proud here today to sit here and say that I'm still beating big GT at Bluegrass and we'll make two to one. This may be the last week I can say that. Carlo, uh, of the, Kelly, uh, go ahead. Now, go ahead, Kelly, man. I, I'm going to cut out, man, and uh, get off here. I'm, I'm going to try to tune in and listen to the Dante Wade interview. I know he's coming up here shortly. Very, very uh, interesting to hear what he has to say and what's next for him. And uh, maybe we can still get that Sean Asher fight going with him. Maybe we can get Sean Asher out of retirement. Okay. Thanks, Carlo. Talk to you right, soon, thanks, Carlo. Guys, man. Have a good one, man. All thanks right, for calling great. in. All right. Thanks. Good stuff there. Carlo Kellum, normally in studio with us here for the knockout hour every Sunday. Had to call in from, from home today. Had some, some father duties come up. Completely understandable. Uh, coming off a, a great card of some, some great action last night in Florence, Kentucky. Out of the amateur fights, Todd, I know that you have an eye for this type of stuff. Who? Who stood out to you as somebody who who really has a future, um, you know, maybe make the jump to the professional rank soon, Todd? Who, who, who's someone from last night's fights? The most, the most significant was probably Matt Foley of Four Seasons Gym in Lexington. He's uh, probably the um, best-kept secret in Kentucky MMA. He's actually fought a couple times out of, out of state. He's a bluegrass brawl title holder. And he, um, another one out of Tennessee, he has a title. 
And uh, I think Gus took took his record to six and zero or seven zero. I'm not sure, but Matt is a real comer. Has a great future, and um, I wish I'd gotten Carol, Carlos' uh, perspective on that. But uh, Matt has a big future, big future, and I look for him to turn pro in 2014. At the hundred hundred and eighty five pound uh, weight division, so so the middleweight he defeated. Uh, Brian McDowell via unanimous decision. And Brian McDowell is tough as all get out. He is from Maysville, Kentucky, and he is one tough guy. Um, you know, it, it was no it was no cakewalk for Matt, but it uh, you know it, it just speaks for for how uh, how good Matt is right now. What about Aaron Garcia versus Chris Nelson? Nelson won via uh, the guillotine. 24 seconds into the fight. Not much to it there. It happened so fast. And, uh, you know, uh, Nelson's one to go pro. I think that took his record to five and four, I believe. And Nelson has, he's out of Louisville. And he's actually tried to, uh, uh, he's changed gym, gyms a couple of times. And now I think he's found somewhere that he likes and uh, he's prospering. Uh, it happened so fast, Carlos, like, what happened? And it was very quick, 24 seconds. He did. He uh, didn't want to carry it on. I spoke to him before the fight, and he said, uh, listen, I want to make short work of this guy, and I want to move on. I think he's going to fight again February 1st in Shepherdsville at Hard Rock MMA. Yeah, I believe that's the date. It's, it's a couple weeks he wants to fight again. So uh, Nelson, Nelson is another, another guy to keep your eye on. Okay. Now I know that the the politics within the state of Kentucky or any state are always completely intertwined with the commission, Todd. I know that that's always a uh you know the commission of boxing and MMA is always something that that is very political. What what is something that's significant going on? I mean, what's the state of the commission uh in the state of Kentucky right now, Todd? Any updates, anything to look forward to? Is the gaming uh, rules that, w- that we talked about as far as allowing gambling? Is that the, the most significant thing on the horizon? It is. Uh, right now, you know, the General Assembly's taken up expanding gambling, putting it on the uh, ballot for November, whatever it may be. But if we were to see expanded gaming in Kentucky, you would see casinos popping up. And what do casinos do? They entertain their clients. And I would uh, venture to say that we would see um, a large um, explosion, well, uh, explosion in the number of MMA matches, uh, fights, even even some big boxing could come to Louisville or Northern Kentucky or wherever they may put it. Also, you know, one of the stipulations they've been working on is they want to put a casino in Eastern Kentucky. And uh, right now, uh, at our board meeting on Wednesday, we uh, the board approved a uh, new promoter that's going to be uh, actually got their first fight 25th of April in Corbin, Kentucky. And Corbin hasn't seen MMA in a couple of years. And uh, it's going to be a, a pretty good card. The matchmakers already contacted me and um, got several fights online that promised to be really good. Small venue. But I think, you know, this is a good thing. They're starting out small. It's the first time out. And uh, build from there. 
So that, that's a promoter from outside of the state who, who's coming here to to put on an event for the first time. That yeah, the reason that really intrigues here. me. Yeah, oh. they're from here. They're from Corbin. Oh, okay. But they want to go, you know, stay home. It, it's kind of a a grassroots for all intents and purposes. You know, it's really starting to pick up MMA in Kentucky again. Um, we had a dead period, of course, around the holidays. People come and going. They don't have time for this, and uh, rightfully so. But also, you know, we we see return this year of Harold Dick in Paducah, Kentucky. And Harold, if you, I want to say to all the listeners out there, there is something you need to put on your bucket list, and Gary Thomas can vouch for this. You need to go to a Harold Dick show at his little bars called the Neon Saddle in Paducah. It is, he was at a, another another bar called Pure Country. They actually put the cage on the dance floor, and probably two, 300 people in, there is not a bad seat in the house. Smoke is thick in the air as all get out. Now they've got a smoking ban, so that's, that's good for the fighters. But he, you know, he puts on six or seven fights, very good competition, Harold is a great guy. Him and his wife, Brandy, are tremendous people, great promoters, and uh, they put on a great show. How it, many shows do they normally put on a year? Usually three or four. Wow. Um, they have a big show once or twice a year at the Paducah Convention Center. and uh, But he wants to – he has uh, just purchased this bar, uh, the Neon Saddle down there, and he's one to put in. Now, something significant about it, he only has room for 200 people. He sold this out in one night already. He's our, all, all the tickets are sold, and that is for February 7th. So there is no tickets left. Are you going to be there? Yes, I'll be there. Wow. That would be neat to go to. It is. And like I say, you need to put on your bucket list. You need to go to an uh, H.B. Dick show uh, sometime in your lifetime. And uh, Gary Thomas, I think, can vouch for that. Maybe we can get Gary to... Uh, vouch for that on a future show. He'll have to talk about one of the shows in Paducah. So the expanded uh, gambling coming possibly in November. Is there any reason to be optimistic or pessimistic that that will be uh, passed through, or, or is that something that that's uh, un- unlikely? Uh, you know, that's something that that I always um, am interested in. Is MMA and boxing in the state of Kentucky, something that's going to continue to be kind of a niche sport under the radar? Or is it, as as Todd, as you said so eloquently, is it going to explode sometime soon with the uh, introduction of expanded gambling? I guess all the collective eyes of the, the gaming and, uh, you know, combat sports um, industry are on that November uh, meeting where they will determine that. I think it will be. And, you know, combat sports and gambling go hand in hand anymore. You know, you always see the high rollers that want to see the fight. And what better way for a casino to entertain their guests than a big fight and uh, good good competition. And then, of course, they lull them back to the casino and take more of their money. But uh, I think, you know, this this could be big for the, the Kentucky Boxing and Wrestling Authority, you know, if it is uh, – uh, good. Hey, Kelly, we got a caller on the, the sports buzz line. Okay. Is it our man, Dante Wade? It is, in fact, our man, Dante Wade. Joined by Dante Wade on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Uh, Dante is the, the guy who earlier in the show I said, 
Everyone uses him as an example. They say, you know, I'm in this sport of, of fighting. That's what I do. This is my livelihood. And they say, hell, if the price was right, I'd even fight Dante Wade. How you doing this morning, Dante? What do you think of that statement? Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. What, what do I think of that statement? Yeah, what do you the think of being the, right the, the, the example everybody uses? You say what? what? What do you think of being the example that everybody uses? They say, hey, I'm, I'm in this. This is what I do. I'm a fighter. I've talked to multiple guys in person, Dante, and they say, I'm a fighter. I would even fight Dante Wade if the price was right. What do you think of yourself being the example that everybody uses because of your, your intimidating physical presence? People say, hell, I would even fight Dante Wade if the price was right. Oh, I think that's beautiful right there. I, I feel good hearing that. that. That's real good. I mean, I like that. I do. <laughs> somebody I do. somebody last night said, Dante Wade, the most feared man in Kentucky MMA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that too. You know, I work hard, and uh, I mean, to have that respect is great. To have that respect is great. Well, sometimes it makes it complicated for me to get a fight. But to have that respect is great, definitely. Right. Uh, Dante, you uh, you haven't – how long have you been in the fight game? Where do you start out? And uh, what's your future plans right now? Uh, I started out about two and a half years ago. And uh, my future plans are, you know, to move up as much as I can. I look to fight whenever I can and whoever I can. I, I look to fight the best. Uh, you know, that's the only way you can move up. And as far as my future, my immediate future plans, uh, next weekend I travel to South Carolina because they have an XFC tryout down there. So I'm going to go down there and try out for them. Uh, they offer a five-fight contract, and um, I'm, looking to, uh, I'm looking to do that. That's my next immediate move. Uh, so I'm going to see what the future holds with that, and hopefully, hopefully it's glorious and I can move on. Wow, that's great. XFC is a great organization with a friend, John Prisco. Um, they go throughout the Southeast, and in fact, they went to Michigan. So that would be a great opportunity for you to get on the XFC yeah, contract five fights. Now, Dante, you, you said you just started a couple years ago. I believe you're 35 yeah. years old, so you're not yeah, taking not not taking the most traditional path to being a, a an MMA star and 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 someone who has, you know, their sights set on possibly, I, I guess you, you might as well be aiming for even being in the UFC one day. What do you see your career progressing um, as, and, and how fast do you expect this? I mean, do you, do you expect to be fighting into your, you know, when you're 45? I mean, what is your game plan going forward? Do you want to end up being in the UFC? Yes, yes. I look forward to being in the UFC. That's why I aim at, uh, you know, that's where the best is or uh, who is considered the best. So that's why I look to get to. And my plans as far as fighting, you know, I'm healthy. I'm young. Well, I feel young. I feel great. I feel 22, 25. You know, that's how my energy level is. Uh, that's how my focus is. I can go all day as far as training, as far as fighting. And so as far as the time limit, I don't really give myself a time limit. As long as I'm inspired and as long as I, my training is uh, inspired and creative, I look forward to doing it. I never, um, I can't say that I want to stop at 38 or 40 or 45, you know, because the way I'm blessed at, at, at 40, I'm still good and things are still working for me, then I'm going to fight. And I don't just look to fight, I look to dominate. So that's my outlook on it. My future plans, 
I can't give you a time limit, but I'm a, I'm gonna do it. Definitely gonna do it. Yeah, you know, Dante, you look at um, mixed martial arts right now, and it seems to be a young man's sport. But just looking at you, you know, seeing you in person, uh, there's no way I could tell you were 35. I mean, uh, you're kind of a late starter in the sport, but uh, you know, the sky's still limited. Just maybe, do you think that you're at a disadvantage, maybe? And starting so late, and you've got maybe a shorter window than some of the guys come up there, 19 and 20? My disadvantage, my only disadvantage I see is if uh, an organization or a situation looks at my age and thinks like that. Uh, but as far as physically and as far as energetically, uh, I'm not at a disadvantage. Uh, I'm, my, I'm really at an advantage, you know, fighting is definitely a physical sport, but so much of it is mental. And since my mental, since I'm older, I've been through life, I've been through situations, my mentality has progressed. It's it's different for me. So I go into a fight totally confident, confident, supremely confident. And it's not only the fighting aspect, but I still feel superior strength-wise to speed. I don't feel like I'm lacking in speed or strength. But the mentality game is a total different aspect for me, and I feel like I'm at an advantage with that. Now, Dante, you got started late into the fight game. Uh, obviously, up until that point in your life, you know, you kept yourself in good shape. You're clearly a natural athlete. Growing up, what time? Of, what type of sports did you play, um, and how did you keep yourself in shape before you decided to get into to mixed martial arts? I played um, my younger, youthful years or my college years, I played basketball. Um, I had NBA aspirations uh, all since, since I was young, so I was going hard at that. Uh, that didn't pan out for me. And afterwards, I went back to school, uh, got a theater degree. But while I was uh, receiving my theater degree, I was working at a boys and girls club. So, you know, I'm working with kids all day, and I'm being an influence on them. So, you know, you can't sit around. You have to be active. You know, we have we had, uh, well, when I was working there, I had a weight room all, uh, always at my access. So, you know, all through the day, I might sit and watch or help the kids learn the activity, but I'm doing push-ups. I'm doing sit-ups. I'm working out in a weight room. I mean, so it's a really a life process. I always had it at my feet. So there was no way that I could get away from it. I mean, if I was getting out of shape, it was just me being lazy, and that's not my M.O. Dante, did you play college basketball? Yes, I did. I did play college basketball. Where at? I, I, I played uh, my first two years. I went to Southeastern Illinois Junior College. Then I went to the bigger school I went to was Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, then I got in the, actually, I got in a fight down there and was uh, kicked out of school. No. Did you get into yeah, a fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah did yeah, you I mean, win? I was kind of, yeah, I won. I, I mean, you know, I won, and that was kind of bad. Uh, well, no, crazy, you know, I know, non I never wanted to lose a fight. I never wanted to lose, but the, the guy pressed charges. The score saw it as bad. You know, he was in the hospital, had that facial uh, reconstruction. So, yeah, they kicked me out of school. And um, then I went. I finished my uh, senior year in Campbellsville, Kentucky. And uh, that was that was my college career. Wow. Hey, uh, Dante, you have a unusual nickname that you use. Can you share that with us? Oh, yeah, the African Menace. Yeah, the African Menace. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Right. That, that's a, a great name there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dante, uh, it's great to finally have you on the show. Like I said, your name's come up many times when people say, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fighter. I'd fight anybody. Hell, I'd even fight Dante Wade. 
if the price was right. <laughs> so we really enjoy and you know appreciate you you joining us this morning. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, yeah. And anybody before we let you go, trainers. Uh, well, really, uh, honestly, I, I I just want to thank my family, my supportive system. Uh, I definitely want to thank God. Uh, I'm, I want to give a shout out to my son. Um, and just, yeah, just, just life, you know, just life, life is beautiful. Uh, my training is great. I, I train just, I use the area like the park, uh, anybody, my friends, you know, and we, I, I train that way and I, everybody who supports me, everybody who helps me, everybody who looks forward to me fighting at the top level. I just want to thank them. Show my support, show my love for them. Thank you very much, Dante. Have a great rest of your, your weekend and good luck next weekend at the XFC. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Good stuff there from Dante Wade. Todd and I will be back with more of the Kentuckiana Knockout Hour. Kentuckiana Knockout Hour. I'm Kelly Patrick in the studio this morning, joined by Todd Neal. Great interview there by our man Dante Wade. Great to finally get to chat with him. He was uh, a great sport, um, telling us his story, how he got started late into the game. He's 35 years old now, only got started at two, three years ago. Very impressed with, with Dante's story. Uh, impressed to hear, and but not surprised that, that he played college basketball at a couple different stops. Um, had aspirations of going to the NBA, always kept himself in good shape, um, and is now a you know a rising star within the world of, of uh, mixed martial arts. We're brought to you by Turf Wars. Yesterday was the Turf Wars event, 7500 Turfway Road in Florence, Kentucky. Um, Rod Housley and Turf Wars bring you great action, normally four, five times a year. Uh, looking forward to the next event on March 15th at Turfway Park once again. Um, after that, they look to, to bring the show to Louisville and to expand their brand and to find a, a, a home and a, a place to set up shop here in the Louisville area. So stay tuned. Always listen to the Kentucky and a Knockout Hour every Sunday from 9 till 10 and go to BluegrassMMA.com to stay up to speed on everything Turf Wars and all MMA within the state of Kentucky. We were going to try to have Rod call in, but uh, evidently he had a late night. You know, the sh- the event wasn't over till almost 11, 11.30 and, you know, breakdown and everything else. Understandable. So, you know, one thing I noticed uh, was significant. I caught me about Dante Wade is uh, – his uh, fight career started in uh, college, and he actually sent oh, a guy yeah. to the hospital. Out, uh, you know, hearing that, I was like, "Well, I can see how that happened." <laughs> yeah. No. Is, I, any chance we'll see the buzzsaw in there uh, with Dante? With Dante Wade, Wade probably not, it, because of the weight. You know, I'm in a, I'm, I weigh at about 170. If the I, money's lower, right. If the money's <laughs> right. If the money's right, maybe I'll get in there with Dante Wade. Hell no. There is zero percent chance you will ever see me uh, consciously make a decision to fight somebody like Dante Wade. Does that answer your question, Todd? Yes. Get the hell out of here. Hell no. <laughs> what the <laughs> you, hell are you, you shut the hell oh, up. Right. No. Yeah. So, no, no. I'm not going to fight 
Dante Wade, not today, not tomorrow, not if he's 50 years old, not if he's 60 years old. Hell no. But good, good stuff there, Todd. I really enjoyed the interview with Dante. It's been a great knockout hour. Also enjoyed the the discussion and the 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 possibility, the talk of what's coming up in November and the expanded gambling. Um, I don't know if there's any reason to feel optimistic that it'll happen or pessimistic. I mean, I mean, speaking of gam, you know, gaming and gambling, Todd. If you had to set the odds, I'll go ahead and. Let you do it. <laughs> what, gonna, what are the odds that this will go through in November and that we'll see mixed martial arts, boxing, and horse racing, for that matter, really explode within the state of Kentucky? Um, I'll go 60-40 in favor of right now. Really? Um, I think your metropolitan areas and your urban areas will vote overwhelmingly for it. In your uh, rural areas, they'll be uh, less likely to um, – to carry, uh, I know there's some talk of actually. I think the one of the main uh, sticking points is where to put these. Do they want these casinos? Do they want to put them in uh, uh, at horse tracks? Do they want to give them exclusive rights? And then it comes to politics. How much? Uh, who gets the resources? Where does the money go? Um, do the horse tracks who um, seem to be uh, hurt by expanding gambling in other states? Do they get the lion's share of the ven- of the money, or does it go to for education? Um, we'll have Ashley Danielle in later on today, and I know Ashley is actually uh, running for state representative, uh, who would like to wish luck. And one of her things on her agenda is education, and will they get part of this revenue? So, you know, it always comes down to uh, money. Who gets what? Who gets what? But you have to think that with the expanded uh, gambling and the gaming um, expansion that it would be advantageous for everyone. If there's more money to go around, doesn't that help the, the equation? Well, they say it does. You know, uh, rising tide raises all ships. But you also got to look at the social impact of it, the uh, broken homes, um, you know, the habitual gamblers. And, you know, on the flip side of the coin, people look at, hey, they're going to Indiana and Ohio already. So why not keep the money here in, in you know, in Kentucky? So the broken I, homes? Well, there are some broken homes. I know several. Yeah. Through, that, through, through the, the gambling? Yeah, through addiction. Whether gambling it be addiction. any kind of addiction. You know, it's uh, I, I'm kind of got a, I think, is, to me, my own personal thing, it's a genetic dis, uh, predisposition to, uh, That's fair. to it. But anyway, I think that expanded gambling would help uh, mixed martial arts. I think it would help boxing. I think we'd see a, uh, a great influx of, of boxers. Who knows? We may get a couple pay-per-views or maybe get some of your guys, uh, some boxers that you like, Kelly. No, I, I would love it. I mean, not only for the uh, continuing the upward trajectory of what's going on in the state of Kentucky for mixed martial arts, but like you said, uh, a shot in the arm and a, a revival of boxing here. I mean, we got the Yum Center. Um, you, you, would, you would then have casinos popping up everywhere. Right. Uh, Future Promotions, I think, is still talking about putting on a show in April. And, uh, you know, them and, uh, there's another promotion called East Coast Promotions out in Ashland that's actually, Kelly, I want to bring it up if you don't care, on uh, February 1st in the Boyd County Community Center. Um they're going to be bringing up a um, – it's a 
MMA boxing event. They wow. have a cage on one side of the community center, and just across the uh, aisle, they have a boxing ring. Wow. So what they'll do is they'll have, like, two MMA fights, and they'll go over to the boxing ring and have a boxing uh, event uh, match. Then they'll come back and do two more and then go back to boxing. And a really, really uh, good kid uh, named Travis Hanshaw, who's, um, I think he's 7-1 and one now, and he is a very promising uh, young fighter, and he'll be fighting on that. And his uh, father is a promoter, Tom Hanshaw. Those are great. Hanshaws are great people. They're really doing great things in Ashland. You know, it's kind of like Paducah. You don't usually hear about it. It's on the other side of the state. And sometimes to people in the urban areas, that's almost the other side of the world. So we want to keep everybody abreast of that. So that's February 1st. February 1st, same day as Hard Rock MMA. I was going to say, but yeah, same day. For the guys who are listening, you know, to the replay, Bluegrass MMA, you know, in Moorhead or whether it be Corbin, you know, in Ashland, come on out to the, check out Kentucky MMA and Kentucky Boxing at the same time in Boyd County. You know, Travis Hanshaw is a name as far as younger, uh, up-and-coming fighters, promising from the state of Kentucky that I've heard over and over again. Maybe we can get Travis on the show to call in on the show next week. That'd be great. I mean, I've heard his name, like I said, over and over again. I see the picture, you and him. I've seen the picture of you two. Uh, I mean, he's supposedly pretty good. You say he's 7-1, and one, not only fighting within the state of Kentucky, but he's fighting in other states, right? He did. He went to Florida where I, he actually lost a fight against a real tough Russian um, amateur, I think he was bronze medalist. Wow. And uh, really impressive, training out of Miami. And the Hanshaw family is a good, genuine family. And uh, they really, they're good people. They've uh, been in the Kentucky boxing scene for a long, long time with amateur boxing. And, you know, I hope this kid gets a shot. He's a, he's a great kid. Him and his brother both uh, are both fighters, and uh, they both got promising futures. So coming off the last night's event at Turfway Park at 7500 Turfway Road in Florence, Kentucky, uh, we want to thank our, our sponsor, Rod Hasley and Turf Wars, for allowing us to be on the air every Sunday from 9 till 10. The next event is March 15th at Turfway Park. Uh, stay tuned to bluegrassmma.com. Uh, listen to the Knockout Hour every Sunday from 9 till 10, and we'll keep you up to speed on not only that event, but when they are coming to the Louisville area. Maybe we can get you and Ashley Danielle both to come to that event in uh, March, March 15th. What do you think? I, I would love to. Well, we Ashley, can. Uh, can we, we hear Ashley there, Is Todd? she here? Ashley, oh, here. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I would love to attend that. <laughs> well, that's a spirit. And, uh, you know, I know they're looking for ring girls. <laughs> I so, cannot uh, do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, regardless, yeah. we'll be there. I mean, you can always find a, a place there, Ashley, you know, I mean, sing, Maybe I can sing the national anthem. I won't sing either because people will run out with their ears bleeding, but maybe I can coach the ring girls and pick their outfits because sometimes. Very good. Yes, you can show them the princess way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Been a great show. You know, we appreciate Carlo calling in. We appreciate... Um, our man Dante Wade coming on and, and addressing the the notion that he's constantly used as uh, everyone's example of hell. I'd even fight Dante Wade, so we'll have to get this this podcast back to Dante because that's a something that that I've picked up as a recurring theme many times. Scariest man 
in MMA. I mean, in the in the the many states that he he fights in, fights next weekend at XFC. Where did he say in Carolina? It is. It's in South Carolina. They're having some uh, tryouts, and uh, I think that uh, I think Dante will do very very well. That's where he needs to be. Then I mean, if he's looking to. Uh, Move up the ladder and end up with the UFC. Um, definitely, he needs to be there. You know, we're a show that covers the fight game every Sunday from 9 till 10. Uh, we talk not just about the local MMA scene, but Carlo and I have always been professional boxing guys. Floyd Mayweather released a statement yesterday. Take for it what you will. But what he said was that he will continue his his. Plans to fight in May of 2014. He'll then fight in, in September of 2014. He'll then fight again in May of 2015 and September of 2015. But he said that after that September of 2015 fight, when he is 49-0, and 0, I assume, he will then be done fighting. He'll tied Rocky Marciano, and his career will be over. That's when his contractual obligation with Showtime is up. Um... He says that, that he will then be done. He'll be 37 years old, and he says he will be finished with his professional boxing career. I, I find it to be very curious that, that he would not try to finish at 50-0. and 0. Seems like a nice round number. That would be a massive pay-per-view. What's that? 50, his 50th fight to go 50-0. That's what I'm guessing. You, you know. talk about the, the buzz and, the, and you know, the excitement that that will bring. I think that that is uh, would be, you know, something to cap off his his career. Yeah, be that fiftieth fight. You know, Floyd has always fought against um, the perception that boxing is dead and all sorts of different um, issues that he's had to deal with his his negative, um, you know, reputation among many fans, things like that. But he's he's still thriving. He set the record in May of last year for. Uh, highest pay-per-view, uh, I'm sorry, September of last year for most revenue generated by a pay-per-view in the history of the sport, surpassing his own record. Uh, so we'll certainly see. It looks like in May of this year that it may be Amir Khan, maybe Marcos Maidana that, that he'll be fighting. Uh, but we know that everyone will be tuning in and watching as he takes the takes the opportunity to extend his his unbeaten streak. We want to thank Turf Wars and Rod Housley for allowing us to be on the air every Sunday from 9 till 10. Todd and I and Carlo will be back next Sunday with more of the Kentuckiana Knockout Hour.